This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio, by local butcher Joe Heinen. Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations, with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to Heinen's.com. Welcome to the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth. Brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. And now, here's your host, Eric Diamond. This is Eric Diamond bringing you the next episode of the Craft Food Classroom, the podcast. I have a very special guest host with me today. Olivia Kinzel, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Olivia is our newest kitchen manager at the Central Kitchen Incubator. Why don't Ooh. you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name's Olivia, as Eric said, and I was working at an urban farm in Detroit before I came back to Cleveland. I'm from Cleveland and love local food, love what I do here. So Awesome. We're excited to have you. And we have a very special guest today, Lydia Dolson with namaste so lydia how long have you been making namaste now it's been about five years it's been a while five years since i started the company that's awesome so what was the idea what's your background so i have kind of always had a passion for health and wellness my daughter and myself both have struggled with autoimmune issues and so it's like i said health and wellness has been a passion and i started making these for friends and family and everybody was just raving and like, oh my gosh, you could totally sell these. And so I started selling them by the slice to start out with. So what is it exactly? I want you to tell the audience exactly Yeah, so they're cashew-based cheesecakes. Very cool. Raw, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free. We only use maple syrup to sweeten with. Oh, very cool. Which is pretty amazing these days. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. You know? So anyways, I had the idea to sell it by the slice. And that's what I started doing, going to farmer's markets and local coffee shops. And then it was kind of like I had this vision of, well, why couldn't these be in the grocery store in like individual packages? You know, it's hard to find something that clean when you walk into the grocery store. That's right. Mm -hmm. Usually they have refined sugars and hydrogenated oils and all of the bad stuff. So (laughs) that's where I kind of came up with that idea. And then I started working on the packaging and hired somebody to create my logo and branding and... It's kind of where it was fun process. Yeah, so that's kind of where Namaste was born. That's cool. And so, where is it today? <laughs> um, so today we are in all nineteen of the Heinen stores. Wow, which I absolutely love Heinen's, and they've been great to work with. And we're also in all of the Ohio Whole Foods. Wow, um, very cool. We're nice. hoping to go nationwide with Whole Foods soon. Excellent. And then many other small retailers throughout. Northeast Ohio and down into Youngstown. So uh, Kim Heinen sits on our board and I was asking her one time about some of her favorite products that have come out of the kitchen and she mentioned yours and she said, I could eat these like every single day, twice a day, but 
you know, I that and she could. Yeah, they're healthy. She's like they're healthy. She's like these are they are amazing. That is so cool. So, what was your background before getting into food? Oh goodness. Well, I was a stay-at-home mom okay. for. Let's see, my daughter's 17 now. Wow. So, yeah, I did that. And prior to that, I did hair and, you know, worked odd and end jobs. But like I said, health and wellness this was, was kind of my passion. Your passion. Um, and I was homeschooling prior to starting the business. Very and cool. that was something else that I kind of had this vision of incorporating my daughter's schooling into starting the business. And did you? Is that how it yeah, worked? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how so, fun was that? Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> now she <laughs> doesn't want much interest. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her own interest She's now. She's like, I've had enough. I've had enough of the yeah, seventeen. But I'm hoping she'll circle back around. We have um, a lot of fun ideas in the works of some new products. and Very cool. So yeah. how many products do you have right now? Uh, we currently have five products. Five flavors? Yeah, five flavors. What are the flavors? Um, so pumpkin spice, tiramisu, peanut butter, cacao, raspberry lemon, and my personal favorite, lavender love. Lavender. I love that lavender one too. And the, the yeah. raspberry Yeah, lemon. the raspberry is my favorite. Yeah, lavender, I'm into it. So. <laughs> yeah. That was actually my first creation too, was the lavender. Really? Was yeah. that your first? Yeah. So, so the idea, did you have a, see a recipe somewhere, just brainstorming? Um, just a lot of research yep. and playing around with recipes really, you know, and then um, trial and error. That's so, it. So yeah. how did you find the kitchen? Um, so I, oh my goodness, it was through a mutual friend who also was starting up a business and I think that they were, they were using the space and I was in need of, I had just gotten in with Heinen's. You had just gotten in with Heinen's. Okay. I can't, I can't do this myself (laughs) anymore. (laughs) And it kind of all fell into place, like perfect timing. That's so for a while you made the product and now we co-pack it for you. Correct. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you're looking at any other retailers right now? Um, yeah, we are definitely. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. So besides, um, you know, the love of cheesecake and, and health and fitness, you know, what what else about you kind of just it's hard to start a business. It's hard to start a food based business. Like what gave you the inspiration just to go all in on that? <laughs> um, I think I'm just kind of like all right, I have this idea. I'm just going to run with it. <laughs> I don't think I put too much thought into really? it, which is probably a good thing because had I known all of the trials and tribulations that would have come along with this, it I may not have started. <laughs> but it's been great. I mean, it's been such an amazing learning experience for myself and my daughter. Yeah. Um, so how did you figure it all out? Just online research? Research, you know, the community itself yes. here in Cleveland is just amazing and um, being able to kind of bounce ideas off of other entrepreneurs that are kind of going through the same things that I'm going through um, and the kitchen, of course, yeah. has been a huge support. Yeah, so that's awesome to hear. It's Yeah, it's been pretty great. What was it like pitching Heinen's? Um, it was a little nerve wracking. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was quite nerve wracking, actually. So how um, did you even make the contact? Because a lot of times <laughs> what we do is we'll put products in front of uh, into like Heinen's Whole Foods Market District, but you were before we started doing that. Right. So I was actually in their competition, the Shark. The Shark, shark Tank. Shark Bank. Bank, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. I think um, I was one of the last ones to do that. I don't know if they have plans to do it again, but... I think um, they were just waiting for COVID to get through. Right. And so right. you were in that competition. So I was That's in that you... competition, and I was one of the final four. Awesome. Um, and so it was kind of like 
they wanted all of us, I think. Good. Um, but obviously, we can only have one winner. Right, yeah, right. That was kind of like my foot in the door with Heinen. And how long have you been in Heinen? Oh, goodness. It's been about two and a half years now, I think. That's two years. Cool. T- yeah, two ish. That's years, cool. Something like that. So it's a frozen product? Correct. Yeah. So you find it in the freezer section. Right. In the yeah. Frozen, gluten free dessert section. Um, and we, we freeze it because of the shelf life. There sure. are no preservatives or anything like that in there. So, so how's it been with maple? I, I know right now I was reading that there's like a maple shortage. Has it like affected you at all? It has not Good. so far. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we've been pretty lucky um, in the way of ingredients and packaging, packaging and everything. Like, yeah, like I said, fingers crossed. Everything has been pretty smooth. Good. You've got throughout. beautiful packaging, beautiful labeling. Thank you. Yeah, you do. And, you know, it's not glass, which right now, anybody that's having, has a product that's in glass, it's hard to find glass right now. And if it, honey is like up 300%, I mean, it's just oh, wow. crazy, right. crazy, crazy. So do you source your honey or your maple locally? Just Yeah, it actually comes um, from Middlefield. Very believe. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. So when you're not running the business, what are you doing? Well, I uh, love to be out in nature, and I practice yoga daily, and spend time with my daughter, and this is her senior year, so we're helping her get through that. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's a more normalized of a year, not back to normal completely, but more normalized. And yeah, I still do a lot of the deliveries myself. Do you really? um, And marketing, and you know. All the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> do you like doing the deliveries? I do actually. I love seeing all the little places. And like yeah. I said, I have a few places down in Youngstown that I deliver to. So it's pretty great. That's cool. Yeah. I could imagine that being rewarding. Yeah, it is. You know, plant based <laughs> is very, I wouldn't even say forward thinking anymore. It's just becoming part of our culture. That it's We can't consume food the way we have in, in the past and, and, and in the future. It's just, it just will be impossible. So Correct. there's more and more products coming online. I'm actually be attending the uh, All Plant-Based Expo next week in New York. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I've been looking into going to that. I think I, I'll, I'll let you know You'll how it goes. You'll have to let me know for sure. You know, one of the things that we're looking at is you know, we've kind of created this ecosystem around food in Cleveland and what is our next vision. And I think our next vision is is really to uh, create an all plant based accelerator where we'd have companies from around the country come in and produce products like yourself. You know, our yes. co-packing right now, we only do plant based products. So okay. everything down there is is plant based. And so our thought is we could bring in organizations like you have um you know, a resource for that what didn't exist when you started. Correct. Like, you know, coming in, working with food scientists, you know, figuring out recipes, helping them come up with ideas around uh, uh, shelf st- stability, and then being able to co-pack it for them and introduce them to retailers. So I think that's kind of the next phase. You know, wow, you look that's at pretty incredible. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you look at just products that we have a child who has severe food allergies, so he eats mainly vegan. A little, he'll do little chicken now and again but pretty sick to vegan and i would look at this kid he like never gets sick it's like he's just <laughs> and he's like but dad I'm, i also look like i'm the only 12 year old that like pulls out a salad at lunch and you know I balsamic dressing yeah. he's like i eat like a 40 year old man <laughs> he's um, gonna live forever but that's right we're like he's <laughs> totally. gonna he's gonna live forever so what I mean, so you probably follow that kind of whole plant base. What are some other interesting products out there that For you're interested sure. in? Sure, I mean, 
Oh, there have been so many great products that have come out just, I would say, like in the last year to two years. Really? Uh, Plant-based has just blown up and it definitely is the way of the future. Um, but I just love all of the cashew cheeses. Um, I know the Dairy-Free Company, yep. which... They're out of here as well. Yeah, they're one of my favorites. They're um, amazing Miyoko's mm -hmm. Cheese, she does an amazing job. Um, I've been you know, using her stuff for years, and she's really expanded her line. Very cool. Yeah. I know um, we have another company in the, in the kitchen, uh, Doozy Pots. You know, they oh, do the yeah. hamper-based ice she's cream. She's a good friend of mine. Actually. Is she? Yeah. Kirsten's amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love yeah, her. Yeah, they're doing an incredible job as well. Good, good, good. Well, yeah. we are going to take a break. We will be back. This is Eric and Olivia bringing you the Craft Food Classroom, the podcast. We will be back. Do you have an amazing food product that's retail ready? If so, you should check out our class on delivering the perfect pitch. It's taught by Kim Heinen from Heinen's, and she heads up the category management team. She's going to take you through the key differentiators that will set you and your product apart, as well as to give you the four P's of a perfect pitch. It really is a great roadmap to get you on retail shelves. So check that out at thecentral.kitchen slash classroom. Thanks for listening. Are you still using spreadsheets to manage your inventory, suppliers, co-packers, and production? Unless you're an expert with those sales and formulas, you can only grow so much with spreadsheets. When you're selling on your website, in retail stores, and online marketplaces and more, it gets hard to track your inventory levels. As a CPG brand, your inventory is literally cash. If you don't track it at every level and order it at the right time, stockouts become a regular occurrence and fulfilling orders keeps you awake at night. Use Fiddle instead. Our software is built to help CPG businesses like yours scale more easily with constant insight into your inventory and production at all levels. Go to fiddle.io to learn more and schedule a personalized demo. This is Eric and Olivia. We are back. Craft Food Classroom, the podcast. Olivia, I know we were talking uh, offline about, you know, challenges of starting a business. So I know you had some questions for Lydia, Olivia and Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess one of my main questions for you is just along the way, what have been some of your trials and tribulations as a female entrepreneur and just trying to grow your business? Great question. Great question. <laughs> and, um, so I would say the biggest was finding the co-packing. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. that was definitely one of my biggest um, hurdles. You know, I did start out with a different kitchen, which I'm not going to mention. That <laughs> 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 turned to be a complete nightmare. Um, and so, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of in the way of co-packing. So that definitely was pretty stressful for me of like, oh, okay, I'm in, you know, 19 Heinen's stores. And now, I have <laughs> to make product. Make now what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. So that has definitely um, been a huge trial that luckily I found the kitchen and mm -hmm. it's no longer an issue, but... Yeah, that was probably one of my biggest hurdles. Yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> uh, any big mistakes you made along the way that you could warn others about or things that you learned that if looking back now, you're like, gosh, I wish I would have known that back then. Mm, good 
goodness. There's probably too many to mention. I mean, my biggest piece of advice I would say is just like, go with your heart and go with your gut. And if you think too much about it, it probably won't happen. Yeah, paralysis by analysis. You Mm -hmm. just have to... I, I don't know. I would say just jump in and go for it. Right. You know, that's interesting because that's been a very common theme in this podcast of people always saying, you know, just go with your heart. You know, and, right. and when we interviewed Mike from Burtman's Mustard, his point was like, you have to love what you do and you're going to be putting your heart into this. And so if you're not willing or passionate about your product, nobody else is going to be. You exactly. know, people can definitely see love. Uh, we had it, we were talking before offline about sourcing. How were you sourcing your ingredients when you first started? Um, so I was actually sourcing my ingredients through Costco. Yep, that's how everybody starts. Yeah, through Costco. I mean, they they offer pretty pretty great products and at a decent price. And um, it's accessible. Accessible. Yeah, I'm sure there were probably better options, but for me, starting out, and it's like, oh, here I can hop in the car and go get what I need in exactly. 10 minutes. Exactly. And um, you don't get caught in the weeds of like comparing a million prices online. (laughs) Just go to Costco. Exactly. (laughs) And I know probably a lot of people starting out have done the same thing. Everybody starts out by, you know, going to Costco and and, or, uh, you know, some farmers going to farmers directly. Right. Uh, We try as much as possible to purchase local ingredients when we're doing the co-packing. We're pretty proud that we purchase about 40,000 pounds a month during the season of local produce. That's awesome. Yeah. Around these areas. And so we always like to say we could trace from, you know, seed all the way to being on a store shelf in, in Heinen's. Um, it, co-packing is interesting. I know you had some bad experiences in the past, but co-packing is one of those things that I don't think people realize. When you go to a co-packer, you give them your recipe and that ends up not being what they produce, right? So they're going to look at <laughs> right. what they can get, where they can get the cheapest ingredients, what they're already ordering. And so it becomes close enough, but it's never going to be as good as if you made it yourself. And so for us, when we started co-packing, our point was like, we never want to be a, a co-packer that's doing 50,000 cases at a time for somebody. We're like, like that thousand and under is our sweet spot so that we could nail the recipe. Like we didn't want your flavor mm-hmm. to change right. when we made your product. And so right. how's and that experience I mean, it's been? It's been incredible. Good. Sure, there were hiccups in the beginning, yep. but you're going to have that. And I'm so pleased with how the product is now and um i think the flavor and the texture and everything is so spot on good good glad to hear that yeah it's been really incredible and i just tell as other people go out and they look at co-packers know that right you know when um when clark was was co-packing with another individual he said it gosh it tastes similar to mine but it doesn't taste exactly like mine and so when we got our co-packing up clark bought it over here because he's like i want to go back to my original recipe right that That, that I used to make in the kitchen myself. Yeah, you work to master this recipe. You want right. it to be the recipe you that you worked recipe. to do. And you look at like, you know, Lydia's a great example of someone who said, I'm going to go the co-packing route. It makes sense for me. There's others like Cleveland Kitchen, formerly Cleveland Kraut. They'll always make the product themselves, partially because they don't want anybody else to know how they make it, right? They've got mm-hmm. some proprietary information in there right. uh, that that they like to keep that they like to keep secret. Um when you go out to eat, what are some of your favorite places to eat around town? Oh, I love Town Hall. I mean, Do you? They got great food. Amazing. And local ingredients. Yeah, they've been a huge support of mine as well. Oh, I've good. Done a lot of um, pop-ups with them over the past few years, and they are always just a great support system. And I've made some really amazing connections with them. 
and I just love, you know, what they're offering and what they're all um, about. Yeah. How does a pop up work for you if you're if you're doing that with Town Hall? Uh, so I usually go like on their vegan night, which is Monday nights. Cool. And then I'll set up um, at a table and pass out samples and. Do you sell right there? Dessert. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's the dessert, right? Yeah. And then they usually like announce over the speaker that I'm there, and it's yeah. If I had to pick one place that I love to eat, it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like to cook? I do. I do. Are you mainly uh, plant based? I am plant based. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, plant based. Yep. Oh, that's very cool. That's really cool. What about you? I'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been really interested in kind of plant-based and, and finding new products and really interested in all this tech, technology that's going around plant-based fish and eggs right now. I just saw something about that on that, TV. I yeah. was like, whoa, what yeah. is this? Yeah, and so I'm excited. There's going to be a couple crazy. companies out in New York at the Expo that are, are dealing with fish and, and eggs right now. And apparently these eggs taste exactly like a normal egg. And look like look like a normal I mean, egg. The, what yeah, they like? They come in the shell. It's not just no. Not, it would be like an unshelled egg, like a hard-boiled egg. Oh, uh, yeah. And but it's all plant-based material. I've seen the just egg. Isn't that a, yeah, a yeah. thing? Is My it? daughter loves the just egg. What yeah, is the I've just seen egg? that. It, isn't it um, in a tube? Yeah. So it comes in a bottle. Well, there's two different options. They have little um, like patties that would look like um for like a sandwich okay. or like a breakfast sure. sandwich that are frozen mm-hmm. and you just heat it up and the texture is so spot on. Um, but it also comes in a liquid form and you can make like scrambled eggs with it. Really? Um, and yeah, my daughter's got egg allergies, so. Yeah, my, my boy does too. She loves the just eggs, <laughs> But the fish, I've never heard of yeah. the plant-based fish. And I was actually recently talking to, uh, I can't remember if it was Nestle's or Smucker's, and they were talking about technology that they've been seeing in Japan where there are 3D printing food right now. No way. So they 3D printed a Wagyu steak and <laughs> threw it on the grill and fried it right up, right? You know, they 3D printed this. It that was... hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny because, again, we, our, our one boy is kind of mainly vegan. We had a, our older boy was vegan for many, many years, uh, probably 10 years, but he was a big runner, still is, and he had issues with not getting enough he was becoming anemic. He wasn't getting enough um, nutrition, enough protein in mm-hmm. his diet. Uh, plus, he just would eat weird. Like he'd just get up in the morning and have like three bananas and a can of black beans. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> go to a nutritionist, please. Because like, you know he was trying to consume ten thousand calories a day because of how much he was running. Um, but my wife always jokes she hates food that masquerades as other food. She's like, I love eating plant based, but like I don't need to eat a burger. That tastes that's made out of beets, so that it'll pretend to bleed. Yeah, She's like, that that hurts my brain, <laughs> right? Like, just tell me that I'm eating beets. And so I remember the one time I um I bought home. We had a woman in the kitchen. And I can't remember her name, but she was doing plant soy based meats, and she had an awesome corned beef mm. and sauerkraut. She krauts Cleveland kraut sauerkraut, and I bought it home to my wife who loves corned beef, and she ate it. And she's like, I mean, it was a decent corned beef sandwich. I was like, that was all plant based. And she's like, that kind of makes me sick. <laughs> like, you could have just told me that up front, that it was, it was plant-based. You know, the other thing, though, is, is cause what the, people are trying to figure out, your product is, you know, all natural, healthy. But if you look at something like Beyond Meat or the Impossible mm-hmm. Burger, while it's all plant-based, it's not healthy for you. Right. It's right. no it's no better health benefit. Yeah. And so the next frontier is like products like yours that are, can be healthy 
natural ingredients, but also taste good, right? And so that's the next frontier, I think, is that we're going to be seeing is, is uh, you know, plant-based diets that are actually healthy for you. And like right. real food. Real I mean, food. Plant the, the Impossible Burgers. I have two points to that. It's, first of all, I don't know anybody. If you don't like meat yeah. and you are already a vegan and you're used to not eating meat, that's not really an option for you. That's yeah, right. for somebody who craves meat but is suddenly going plant-based. And also... This is real food, what you're serving. Right. right. Whole food, plant-based, yeah. for sure. Um, I just love to take things that are, tend to be unhealthy and make, make them, them healthy. healthy. Yeah. Love that. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. Actually, I've got, um, it's pretty much ready to go to launch um, raw caramel brownies. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, sneak peek for my next Sneak Prada. peek. <laughs> I Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> we talk about branding, and, and I know when we do pitches with Heinen's in, in Market District and Whole Foods, Branding is always very, very important to them. And, right. you know, we've had products in the kitchen that they've loved, but said, hey, come back once you redesign. Was that your label from the beginning? No, no. no. Um, when I first started, I had something that was completely different, which it was just kind of like a fly by the seat of my pants type thing. Yeah. Like, okay, I need to get something. And yep. But I always had a vision um, and I worked for months with my designer to create that. And so who did, who did it? it? They did an um, amazing her job. Her name's Heidi Rolf. She's um, beautiful packaging. Yeah, yeah really. Pretty incredible. And she's definitely helped me along the way with everything. How'd you come up with the name? <laughs> so as I mentioned, I love yoga and I love health and wellness. And I'm sure everybody knows Nom Nom means yep. to snack and to <laughs> manja. munch. So it kind of manja, was like, yeah. us Italians I don't manja. know, it just clicked like, okay, I like that. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. our, my favorite part of the podcast is coming up. We get to test the food, Olivia. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are going to take a short break <laughs> and our chef, Barry, is uh, preparing some nom nom, and uh, we're gonna have some namaste. We'll be back. This is Eric Oliver bringing you the Craft Food Classroom, the podcast. We will be back. This is Eric and Olivia. We are back. Craft Food Classroom, the podcast, sponsored by Heinen's. We're getting ready to taste some of the namaste. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna start with the raspberry lemon, mm-hmm. which is my very first one I ever had. Yeah, my fave. Yeah, it's definitely a crowd pleaser. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. It is so creamy. It is so creamy. Yeah, it's pretty incredible what you can do with a cashew. <laughs> that is cashew. Yep. I mean, that is unbelievable. You would never know that there's not any dairy in this. Right. It's incredible. I like that your raspberry topping isn't overly sweet, but it's it's kind right, of tart. It's got like a little bit of a zing. Yeah, to it's it. like real. <laughs> it's like real. Yeah. It's real. Real raspberries in there. Imagine mm-hmm. that. I was saying um, the very first time I ever had this product. We had just started making it for you, and I came through the kitchen. I was starving, and I said, what do we have to eat? And Zach's like, well, we have these we just did, but they're frozen. I'm like, I don't care. And I popped it out, and I started eating it like a hockey puck. And I'm like, this is so good. Zach's like, you're going to break your teeth. Like, wait, let it let it thaw for a few minutes. It was so good. Actually, right. the first time that I ever had your product was the uh, lemon raspberry as well. And I was in the airport at Hopkins. Really? And yeah. it was, it was, it must have been right when you were starting out. It was like four years ago. We were on our way to Belize. And the one that I ate in the airport was so good that I like smuggled the other one to oh, Belize. My gosh, <laughs> and it was, it was totally thawed and like probably not safe to eat at that point, but I ate it anyways. It looked plant based. So I guess it would be fine. I love that. So you saw the, I didn't realize you were at the airport. 
We were. Oh, you were. Um, we were in the Inca. Um, oh yeah, Inca Tea, which I I need to touch base with them because I know they had closed, closed for a while with yeah, COVID. COVID. And that's right. pretty exciting that you took it all the way to Belize. I was I like, I've been. I was thinking about it for like two story. years. Okay. <laughs> like, I loved this product, I and the packaging this. is what caught my eye. Actually, I mean, hey. it's, yeah, it's just beautiful. All right, let's try the peanut butter cacao. Oh yeah, I've not had this one. Me neither. It reminds me of a um, healthy Reese's cup, actually. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Oh my you god. You can't go wrong with peanut butter and chocolate, right? You cannot. <laughs> it's the most decadent thing. That is so incredible to me. How long did it take you to perfect the recipes? Oh goodness. I mean, I don't know that there's a, like an exact timeline, but for years, like I said, I have been making things for friends and family. Um, and the ra the lavender and the peanut butter were my first two okay. like creations that I was like, yes, all right, nailed it, got it. Nailed it, next one. <laughs> this is better than a Reese's cup. It really is better than a Reese's cup. <laughs> you can eat more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not feel bad about yourself. <laughs> and then pumpkin spice for this time of year. Right, that's our seasonal flavor. Um, so good. And I, I don't like I pumpkin love, pie. Oh, really? I do not like pumpkin pie. Okay. Um, I'm a huge cheesecake fan of anything, but this is like such a wonderful. Yeah, I love the texture so, actually. Yeah. Um, compared to pumpkin pie, pumpkin uh, pie too. has a, definitely a different texture. But I actually cannot say which one I like the best. <laughs> I don't know. I think my heart stays with the raspberry. The lemon. raspberry lemon is because the first definitely one you've ever had. Our top seller, but <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, peanut butter cacao is a close second, though. They are all absolutely wonderful. Yay, um, thank you. Very, very good. Very good. Congratulations on your success. And so hopefully we'll be seeing more products coming out. Definitely. Stay tuned for that because there's some exciting stuff coming. So awesome. you can find your products at Heinen's and some other Heinen's, local retailers. all 19 stores, Whole Foods, all of the Ohio Whole Foods stores. And then Nature's Oasis, Van Aken, oh, Lakewood, yeah. a couple places in Youngstown, Wholesome Hippie in downtown Willoughby, oh, Fiona's in oh, downtown okay. Willoughby. I'm sure I'm forgetting Ritual, Juicery. I'm sure I'm forgetting some Very others, cool. But yeah, everything's on our website. So if you check out and your website, website is? NamasteCakes.com. NamasteCakes.com. Yeah. Well, Lydia, it's been so awesome having you on our yeah, podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This Olivia, <laughs> thank you for jumping on today and being my co-host. Of course. Thanks for having me. That, no problem. So uh, thanks again to Heinen's. And please check out this awesome product. It is amazing. This is Eric and Olivia signing off. Hope everyone has a great day. Craft Food Podcast, out. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Thanks for joining on the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth. Brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. To learn more about what we're doing, visit us at thecentral.kitchen. Please subscribe to this podcast to learn more about food entrepreneurs and their experience in the craft food business. This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio, by local butcher Joe Heinen. Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations, with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature 
to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to Heinen's.com.